0: Welcome back to another edition of Robin's Ramblings. I am Robin Brady, and today, back by popular demand, we have my darling friend, Elizabeth Downey. Thank you for coming back to my porch. Oh my goodness, thank you for having a porch. This is fabulous. <laughs> it's a beautiful day, and we are going to talk about school, because why wouldn't you want to talk about school smack in the middle of summer? <laughs> And we've had just some crazy times the last few months with everything that went on with the pandemic and kids being taken out of school and having to learn from home, which God bless our teachers. God bless them. They have been working their tails off for the three months from the time of March break on trying to... Redesign the way that they taught classes and trying to figure out new technology that for many of them they had never even considered using before, and reworking their lesson plans and trying to keep kids as engaged as humanly possible. And for many of us, through no fault of our teachers, it was a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, that's a good description. I think so. Because you'd look and go, wow, what is even happening? So Elizabeth is here just because I love having her here, but also she does have a background in education. You are a former teacher, you are, uh, have your sort of kids program that you run through a warehouse, which we will also get into about what that's all about. Uh, she is also starting her own school, so we'll talk a little about that. But tell me a little about a warehouse to start, what this program is, why you have been running it for the last few years. So a warehouse is,
1: um, well, it's my art studio for starts. And um, a little bit like the Pied Piper, when I, when I let go of my dreams of uh, teaching full-time in Ontario mm. uh, because it just wasn't going to work, it was going to take like the rest of my life basically to get a full-time job in a high school. So when I let go of that, I thought, okay, I'm going to pursue art full-time. But what the stranger or beautiful thing that happened was um, the longer... I spent in my studio. Um, the the more children would arrive. Um, so I would get texts from parents, hey, so-and-so's having a rough time in school or so-and-so's having problems with frenemies or whatever. Um, can they come and and do some art with you? And so at first I kind of got started. I was like, well, yeah, obviously Mm -hmm. come. Yeah, you know, like it's right up my alley anyway. Um, and I was missing kids, right? Sure. And so It kind of started that way. And then it kind of evolved into this kind of three hour art session from nine to noon on Saturday mornings where kids could come and I mean kids loosely like we had some as young as six and some as old as 18 or, or even early 20s you'd come and you'd kind of do have an open art space where you could use whatever supplies I had to do whatever it is you wanted to do that day but what was beautiful or the most important I thought was that these kids got a chance to be in a space where they could ask each other questions about how to deal with some of the things that were going on and I and I just kind of I kind of hung out and and if they needed extra guidance i was there but for the most part the kids would figure out how to solve some of these these anxiety or depression or or identity or whatever issues by themselves and it was so beautiful to just be a part of that so that's kind of what what we're doing at a warehouse it's art with a side of emotional balance nice
0: and i like the sort of non-traditional learning that goes with that that it's it's sort of i mean learning not in the, the textbook sense, but just sort of life experience and, and learning to deal with the emotions and the, the stresses that are part of, of growing up. And the stresses is one of the things that the last four months of pandemic education have been highlighted, I guess, that uh, you, we the last time we talked about a month or so ago, uh, you were telling me that you didn't do the online learning with your kids, you decided, pretty early on that that just wasn't wasn't the road that was going to be best for your family
1: yeah you know I um so I homeschool my daughter to begin with and it's very much um student-led so she kind of decides what she wants to kind of dive into and she goes as deep as she wants and I uh kind of guide her in terms of okay well have you thought of this or or oh that's a great question you know whatever but my son um it was still at that point going to uh, a traditional school and what happened was he you know we went on the first zoom call that they'd set up which was like what a month into the pandemic yeah. i think when when we all started to realize this was going to be kind of a hunker down long term <laughs> right, right? Yeah, and just a couple of weeks yeah right like uh, and so he had the first Zoom call and he got off the call and he was heartbroken. Like he, he was crying and he was really upset. He's a kid that lives from his heart. And so seeing his friends, but not being able to interact with them, seeing his friends and um, not being able to hug them or whatever, it was, it was too much for his little, right. Like his little, his little heart. And, and I'm saying that he's nine. Like it's not like, <laughs> it's not, he's it's not, not like a he's baby. four, uh, but Like it just, that's, that's the type of kid he is. Yeah. And so it was, um, I, I kind of looked and I thought this is going to do in the, in the long run, this is going to do more harm than good, um, for, for my kid. Right. Right. And, and I know friends, I have friends who have one child who was like, give me the work. I will sit diligently at my desk Mm -hmm. because that's my jam. And then I had it. And you know, their other child would be like, okay, so I hate school. (laughs) So this is my favorite day ever It's pandemic day. (laughs) And I'm just going to do my thing. And so I kind of took it personally. Like I personally just looked at it and went, okay, well, there must be a way to adapt this. Right. We won't know what the right decision was, but I always default with, um, you have to do the right thing for your family, whatever that is.
0: Cause we've had, I mean, my daughter is seven, just recently turned. My son is almost 10 and They were like polar opposites with the school that my my daughter is, she's, she was in grade one and it was like her jam. She was Mm -hmm. cool with all of this. I mean, she missed seeing her friends, but she's all about the rules and regulations. And if it is school time, like we had, you know, 10 o'clock was the start of school. So all other entertainment forms get shut off for a while. You sit down, we go over whatever we have to do and she was in it she's like is it school time and she come charging upstairs and have her little notebook and her pencil crayons and she was raring to go and she had cuz the again the learning styles of different teachers like they adapted Some better than others. Mm -hmm. Um, We had some hiccups with her teacher that she just, she didn't know the technology. And so we went through like sort of a couple of false starts with different programs. And Molly was just all in, regardless Mm -hmm. of what was going on. She thought it was great. And, you know, as long as she still got to do some work and learn some things and she was all on board. And my son, who is probably eavesdropping on us right now, (laughs) um... He was not cool with it. And it was, it was a struggle most days. It was because I mean, there are certain subjects that he loves and he's more the math and science and technology side of things. Mm -hmm. And you know, like hard cold facts, social studies, meh, art and stuff. He's, he likes it, but not when he's told to do it. Mm. But so it's, he was struggling a lot with different subjects and the Zoom classes were, we gave up on those after yep. a while because it, the same as with Milo, it was just, it's too hard. You're not learning anything because he's focusing so much on the fact that he wants to be with his friends and he can't be. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, he'd be like playing with stuff beside him and had like toy cars next to him. And it was just, it was so much struggle to get mm. him to actually pay attention to what was going on because he just, he had stopped caring about what was happening because all he could think about was that this isn't normal and I can't see my friends and I can't do what I want to do and this Mm -hmm. isn't how I want to learn and so we gave up on the zoom side of things because it just wasn't beneficial at all
1: well no and that's the thing like I I think that I think like everything right like not everybody likes chocolate ice cream right Mm -hmm. and and so some people just not going to it's not going to work if that's your only dessert option and i think in in general education was created during the industrial revolution and i'm not i'm not going to tell you anything that that you can't find out you know (laughs) on the internets uh but it was created kind of after henry ford's um conveyor belt model right it was grade one you get the the things you need slide down to the next guy Mm. get the things you need for grade two slide down to the next guy. And, and it worked then. Um, I assume because it's still around today, but it worked then, uh, because kids, uh, didn't have the freedoms that, that they enjoy now, like being able to think, like being able to question, like being able to say no. Um, and, and I, I know that sounds really maybe like silly, but, you know kids kids were treated as little adults like right. mini adults and so they went to work at 6 or 7 they 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 did things like that and and our kids um have the have the ability to to look at us and and question in our society more than they ever have before for sure and so the the problem with the the with the conveyor belt is that if something doesn't fit at the first line and they slide on up to grade two um, or whatever grade, right. Then the next parts aren't going to fit either. And now they're sliding down and now they're starting to feel like there's something wrong with them or they can't get it or they're stupid or whatever. Mm. And that's the part that I look at and go, Oh my gosh, there has to be a better way. And I don't think that there's an educator alive who doesn't, see that who doesn't agree that that's that's a problem as as horrific as COVID is mm-hmm. one of the things that i find um kind of as a takeaway or a win um is that it actually ground to a halt that machine called education that machine called uh parenting that machine called uh, life in North America. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and, and pff, I don't know if it did it around the world. I haven't been able to leave my house, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but like it, 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 it stopped this, um, this giant thing that, that we as educators, that we as parents, that we as humans were lamenting, needed fixing, needed changing, but mm-hmm. we didn't know how. So I look at COVID and go, okay, maybe there was some massive good that came from this because not everybody, well, and let's be honest, kids aren't, kids aren't machines, kids aren't cars, right? If a car goes down the assembly line and doesn't get what it needs, then somebody gets in trouble and they plug it in and then they continue right. on their way. But kids aren't like that. You know, not everybody learns at the same pace. Not everybody uh, loves the same things. And so, yeah, I, I, I absolutely commend teachers for trying, to educate our kids during COVID because it enabled some of our, uh, some of the parents to be able to work a, a certain amount as well, just knowing their kids were occupied. Um, but it, uh, it, it I I think personally it, it just made teachers who are parents feel crazy.
0: Totally. It made parents who aren't teachers feel crazy. Yeah. And I can only imagine having to do double duty of teaching other kids and then teaching your own kids
1: or just well yeah or just having again right we talked about you talked about like having to invent this new way of learning on the fly mm-hmm. right like okay sure i will learn technology and i will learn and and not to say that teachers don't know technology and, sure. and all those things but, but there were
0: things we'd never had to use before doing all, i never everything used a online, zoom
1: right i've never heard of a zoom i'm still kind of not very good at it if we're gonna be honest <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird time. Mm-hmm. It's a weird time.
0: So how much of that do you think we're actually going to retain? Cause I feel that there are so many lessons that we oh. have had the opportunity to learn in the last few months. And it's like, you know, whether it's office places saying, you know, okay, we don't have to have weekly meetings. We don't have to have this because there are better ways of doing things. And I think we have found with education that there are, you know, there are better, or at least there need to be better ways of doing things for our kids. And we're, it's highlighted the things that they're not getting and highlighted the things that they are. And so we've, now that we are in a, a position of having to redesign how we do school in September, mm-hmm. how many of those lessons are actually going to get carried on? And how many are they just going to sweep under the rug and be like, oh, well, this is the way we've always done it. We're just going to retool how we've always done it, rather than what the last few months of this past year have taught us.
1: Ah, that's a great, that is such a phenomenal, like question and and just kind of pinching out the picture, looking at it, you know, Um, because I think that, I think that we as a society are looking at, okay, how do I, how do I give my kids education, you know, in like italics in a new way? that doesn't make me insane.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Like, cause it has been insane and yeah. trying to keep up with everything and figure out what's best for them. Yeah. And not one necessarily what's best for us. But. Oh,
1: right. What we ended up doing at my house and, and it, again, very much modeled after what I do with my daughter, which is kind of an unschooling idea, uh, which if you're into homeschooling, there are a couple different avenues you can go. One, one homeschooling is you, you buy a curriculum it's shipped to you, you get the books, you get the workbooks, the kids do the thing, and it's very much that set time of day, do your thing thing. Which if if you want to do school at home, mm-hmm. it's it's a fabulous idea. I was never kind of into it because I didn't think school was that big a deal <laughs> to begin with. I was like, Well, I don't want this in my dining room too. Like this is my safe place, right? right? Um, And so, so what I've been doing with my daughter for uh, a couple of years and, and what I ended up doing with my son during the pandemic was, was this feeling of unschooling. So instead of me standing up and saying, this is what you need to learn, this is how you're going to learn it. Um, Here's the test to prove you learned it, Mm. Um, you know, check mark and, and gold stars. I said, okay, well, what, what's your jam? What is it that you care about? What are you passionate about? What do you want to know more about? And we started kind of with a, a, a current events thing where I just, we would talk about what's going on the radio. And honestly, during COVID, it was COVID. Right. But it also was, what what has been timely? I, you know, honestly, Robin, like... <laughs> I, well, honestly i i sat there and i'm like oh my gosh were those
0: australian fires this year right like was that this year what else happened
1: this year that we have completely
0: <laughs> forgotten about because like, it's been like sidelined
1: and i think i think that's part of the trauma <laughs> of a pandemic right like you're like i don't remember life but it's kind of like having a new baby right That right? so there was you're like no i before. don't remember before also i'm i think i'm not getting enough sleep right <laughs> And maybe calcium. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so I just kind of, we talked a little bit about what was going on in the world and, and things that were not just about the world. Um, sorry, not just about COVID. And uh, and then from there, I let them take the lead. It wasn't about me anymore being right or being knowledgeable. It was about them being excited about, about mm-hmm. or, or wanting to know more. My son's not, my son's a math a math kid like, like your boy, it got to a point where he would say, Hey mom, can you give me, you know, five questions for a long division? Mm -hmm. I'll see if I can do them before I'm done my cereal. And (laughs) which like, he's a competitive kid too. And so I'd be like, all right, you're on the clock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To me, that's what learning is. It's wanting to do it. It's being excited to do it. Um, My daughter, for example, decided this year for her major project, that she decided on herself that she wanted to foster kittens. And so I know how kind of laissez-faire this sounds too, right? Like, oh yes, my child is super self-motivated and they love to learn things. And I know that sounds crazy, but it, it's, it's real. And so she said, mom, I want to foster kittens. And I swallowed really hard <laughs> and I was like, Oh boy, that's so super good! <laughs> can't wait. <worry. laughs> and uh, but she she has taken it upon herself. She she follows um, and has taken webinars on cat kitten fostering. She has hooked up with the um, local OSPCA, which is Power P A W R, um, and they local animal rescue. Yeah, yeah. They, Thank you. Not I'm the like, OSPCA. The, I don't know what I'm talking about. Thanks, <laughs> letters. PQ <laughs> um yeah no power uh and and which does amazing things with animals and mm-hmm. and they understood that she was you know at the time 12 and and that I would kind of oversee but sure. but really she was the one who took care of these kittens and she, she took it upon herself to say okay if a kitten has a runny eye what does that mean and so she'd look it up in her little device <laughs> and and she really was the 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 contact person and and what ended up happening was from there she got this this 3d kit of a cat and that had all of the bones and organs and sure. things in it and she could pull them out and put them back in kind of like a vet um not like a vet would do with your animal but like a vet <laughs> they do love someone who's like oh <laughs> look a jigsaw puzzle <laughs> um wow um losing it um <laughs> but she learned all these systems and and i thought like that is that is what education is right it's her saying like if i had said to her in september prior to saying this saying okay you're going to learn some animal systems body systems she would have be abhorred right? right and she'd be like i'm not learning that you're not the boss of I me. Mean. <laughs> uh she takes after her mom and that. and uh but she took this upon herself and and I recorded it because I was like, I can't believe this is happening, because I never learned, well, probably still don't know them, uh, but I never learned anything to do with animal, anything until probably grade ten or eleven biology. Yeah, when you're right? like
0: dissecting fetal pigs and stuff.
1: Right, yeah. and I so I said to her, well, if you want to dissect things, she's like, no, I'm good with plastic, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> good, excellent. Because formaldehyde smells
0: so bad.
1: <laughs> um, right oh my gosh uh, but uh but yeah so that that's kind of how we took it and so with with my son I said okay we really worked on multiplication and division because that's his jam um but he decided that he wanted to write stories which has never I mean he's he's always kind of he loves stories but he's never wanted to write a story because he um he can't write as quickly as his brain thinks. Mm. Right. And so, and he gets frustrated and, and, and whatever. And so I said, well, why don't you write them on the computer then instead? And so just even giving him that freedom to work on it to the point where he's happy with it. Mm. Um, like this COVID time has given them the gift of time,
0: I think. With that, my my son is... is, He and I have had some discussions lately about... Because he gets distracted in school really easily. Mm -hmm. And it's always with the subjects that he doesn't care about. And as soon as it's not something that he loves, Mm -hmm. then he's zoning out. And so we're trying to talk about, you know, ways that we can keep him engaged in things that... Because, I mean, there's always parts of life that you don't like. I am not a math person Mm -hmm. at all. And I hate numbers and Mm -hmm. they make my brain feel fuzzy. Mm -hmm. But... That doesn't mean that you can just zone out during math class just because it's not something you enjoy. You still have to do it because you're going to have to do it later in life. I mean, I don't know that calculus has really taught me much of anything. (laughs) Maybe I could have got a a more adult-type job (laughs) Had had I paid attention to that sort of thing. But I don't know if there's a way to, now that we're into a phase of sort of trying to restructure education just in terms of getting kids back to school safely is there room or is there a will on the education side to be like, you know what? We need to find a way to better engage students while we're restructuring everything. Let's try and find ways to get kids motivated as well as keeping them physically healthy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That would be so, so
1: in my, in my dream world, Mm. Um, we probably, in in my dream world, public education wouldn't reconvene until at least next March when we kind of took the hiatus. And here's why. Um, I think that, um, we need to allow our teachers some freaking time Mm. to do these huge systemic changes. Right. I think that it's, it's very unfair To our educators, to say, P.S., you have to do like a bleach wipe of your classroom every 15 minutes. Also, kids can't touch each other, look at each other too hard, or sneeze, (laughs) right? Like, on top of the also continue things the way they were as though nothing's changed, yeah, right? And I think if I was Stephen Leche, Leche, I would say, okay we're calling it we're giving it a full year with this COVID, and in the meantime teachers this is how we're going to change things we're going to we're going to make your classes smaller like you wanted like the kids need right um and this is what education is going to look like and we're going to give you a couple months to wrap your heads around it because we
0: know it's a huge change yeah
1: Mm. and it's a change for kids and quite frankly the longer that that we have this break for kids um, the more adaptable and and ready for the changes the kids will be, right? And so give, give those kids um, that extra break. Now, how does that work with parents who need to work? Right,
0: exactly, because that's the big thing.
1: Right? I, I got to tell you, I don't think – like, I think the reality of kids going back into that classroom with – even 15 kids and one teacher and then say let's say they do that that mythical a b schedule right that they're talking about so let's say they go monday tuesday wednesday is some sort of giant bleaching of the school Mm -hmm. or soaping of the school whatever and then thursday friday is the other half of the class and then saturday somebody comes in to to re-soap everything um i don't think that that's realistic either because if one of those kids comes in contact with covid then any of those kids' siblings' classrooms now have to be quarantined. Yep. All of those kids need to be quarantined and the teachers, which means that even the B class now doesn't have a teacher. Mm-hmm. And then if we've got kids in quarantine, how do we get a substitute to come in? Like, it's just, it's lunacy. It's, it's contact not... contact tracing
0: is, like... Far-reaching. It's like a giant spider web.
1: Right? Like, yes, and not a nice spider web. Like a Harry Potter... (laughs) There are no nice spider webs. Well, there must be. (laughs) I'm just saying there must be. Like, there are nice snakes, I'm sure. Sure. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, it just... I don't think it's realistic to think that that our parents are going to be working full-time this fall anyway. Honestly, I don't think it's a realistic expectation. And so if that's going to be the case, then we need to just take this time everybody just chill and breathe, mm. take the summer. And in September, the teachers are going to learn the the new magic way of letting kids have their interests, letting them do project-based learning, which I think is, is the way to go. Um, having kids, uh, and, and the thing about small classes of 15 or seven or five or whatever is that, um, you get beautiful one-on-one contact with each kid. Um, But also the learning is so much faster because you're not waiting for half the class who has zoned out because they don't care about this subject. Maybe, maybe you only need an hour a day to actually be learning. And maybe the other, whatever number of hours can be spent outside exploring, can be spent outside doing. And so then you're not also locked into the school. Or the building, uh, which is wh- the breeding ground for everything. I mean, good lord, if you get lice in a school, right? Right? Like, like we're not even we're not, we're not even, even talking, talking COVID. Throat, right? Like we're talking lice. Like lice just spreads through a school, like like breathing, and so like we can't expect our teachers to be, I don't know, the microbial police. Mm-hmm. And also be teaching and we can't expect our kids to learn we all learn best when we're not stressed five months we've been stressed
0: yeah and going back to school is going to I mean not I don't know I'm because I'm I with any luck at all we'll be working again yes. and we'll be you know in a position where I want my kids in school because I want them having a normal life again, and I want them seeing their friends, and I want them having the structure that they've been lacking. But I also know that, I mean, it's stressful for teachers, it's stressful for the kids, that they're in this whole new situation that's entirely different from anything they've done before. And I just feel like, It's just a rat's nest that there's so many different things that are changing, Mm -hmm. even since we don't know how school is going to look, because Mm -hmm. that changes day by day, depending on how things are going. Say we have another spike in cases in like end of August, and then everything goes right out the window again.
1: Well, and like it's August, uh, like they're saying that school boards have until August 4th or whatever to make their decision on what school is going to look like in their region. But like for real... You're going to, you're going to, I, (laughs) I just, if somebody said, okay, so your entire job is going to change 100% Mm -hmm. in the next four weeks. Surprise. Figure it out. Also, you're going to have 15 to 20 kids in there who are also going to need 100% of your guidance. Go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> like it just seems like you're going to be herding cats yeah. all day long. And
0: we're just shipping our kids off, like, okay, we'll see how it goes. Goodbye. Yeah. Hope you don't come back with anything <laughs> weird. Eat your sandwich crusts. And then, because I have a couple of healthcare friends that we've been talking yeah. about, you know, how this is going to play out. And it seems that the majority of people in the healthcare sector seem to think that like late October, early November yeah. is when things are going to go in the tank again. Yeah. So are we just sending them back with this brand new way of doing things with a pretty good idea that it's not going to last?
1: Well, and so then again, if that's the case, then take the months, (laughs) let everybody breathe. I, it's going to suck. It's going to suck. Whatever we do, we're not going back to what was before Mm. because what was before wasn't working or we wouldn't be here. Right? And so I look at my, my own personal education and, the the times in school that I remember, aside from the socializing, which right. is what I remember which the most, which is what most of us remember, right? But the times in school are the are the like penguin unit, right? The, the, <laughs> it's the time that the teacher was super way involved, and in, and everybody got to do and research their own thing mm. that they liked about the penguins or whatever, mm-hmm. and everybody got up and did a thing and presented about it. Like that's the part that you care about because it it was different and it was yes it's more fun well and you got to dive into it as deep as you wanted mm-hmm. and so the super brainiacs which i may have been one of um <laughs> got to like really go hog wild right and they could research the heck out of something mm. and make the diorama which also may have been me um <laughs> you know and and write the play and make the song and yeah. do the thing and then the kids who um who were more tactile maybe created uh, a new a sled for the penguins to go like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Penguins. Why did I choose that? But, but that's the way learning works best. And so if that's as far as I'm concerned, and so if, if that's the case, then, and there's almost certainly a second wave. There's never in history been a pandemic that didn't have a second wave. Um, I heard that from a, Oh gosh, what's her name? Maybe Elizabeth. Oh, shoot. Anyway, I'll think about the book. Yeah. But but she said, like, in time, there's never been a pandemic ever that didn't have a second wave. So if we know there's a second wave coming mm-hmm. and we know that 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 a month is not long enough to prepare for anything, let alone a complete life upheaval mm-hmm. and a complete job upheaval, then why don't we call it and say, OK, w- do what you can. Here's some Serb. <laughs> it sucks. You can pay it back later or yep. whatever. Well, I don't know what we'll do with the mu- with the miracle in the future, but we all just need to breathe and figure out what the next step is in a way that doesn't have a, a looming, angry-looking, time crunching yep. end date.
0: So tell me. <laughs> so <laughs> so let's segue. <laughs> Let's segue into your school. How are you doing things come September with your brand new school that you're starting up that is based on the, the theory of the unschooling and the homeschooling? Yeah,
1: so so Freedom Collective kind of came about because uh, my friend Meg and I sat down um, and started talking about um, our kids, you mm-hmm. know, as, as, as we do, as parents do you know, I was saying some things that I loved about what was going on, some things I wasn't so crazy about. She was saying the same and her kids are older than mine. Hers are, I mean, she's got one in university and all of her kids are in high school, but we were finding we had the same kind of themes mm-hmm. that, that the, the disengagement, the whatever. And she's, uh, she's Montessori trained. I've had some experience in the Montessori setting and loved it. Um, didn't love all of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's no one system that's perfect for sure. Um, but, but loved it. And, uh, and we both kind of looked at each other and said, but there needs to be more time outside. There needs to be more time outside. So Freedom Collective kind of came together as this, like everything you love about Montessori and everything you love about outdoor education. And we smooshed it together. Um, and so it's very much, uh, if you're not familiar with the Montessori system, Mm. it's, it's all student led. So your kiddo loves the color red super so we'll make sure that whatever it is that they love is kind of infused with math science history whatever like i might say did you know in china um their lucky color is red you know what we should do is we should look at at uh the the new year new year festival and see how much red we can find you know, and then, and then let them kind of go off and do their thing. And then, and then they might get excited about the dragons, right. That they use in the parades. And so how could we build a dragon? All right, well, let's see. I don't know. I've never built a dragon, but I can hear some tools we can figure it out. And, and so that's really what we're, we're looking at um, is giving kids the space and time to be excited about learning new things. I think it probably comes down to that. And, and the beautiful thing about being in nature is that it's uh, incredibly calming, right? Mm -hmm. And so when your kiddo is out in the grass, in the, in the forest, in the whatever, and can begin to feel and sense that natural rhythm that comes with nature and, and learns that, that when he or she sits down and stays still for a bit, the the bugs and the fauna come back and now they're they're watching two fox kits play. Mm-hmm. And they're watching how they can play in rough house, but they don't cross that line of hurting each other. And so, Oh, okay. Maybe I can, maybe I, that's how I can wrestle around with my friends and, and be rough without hurting them. Right. So there's so much beautiful, gosh, I want to say connection. Like there's this feeling like you are not alone in the universe. And that takes a lot of the pressure to be perfect and to always do the right thing off. Mm. And so, um, On the one hand, we're going full steam ahead, right? Because, you know, Stephen hasn't called me back to say, (laughs) by the way, your idea was super. (laughs) Um, So we're, we're still planning on opening in September. So we're still building our building. We're still doing our rough plans. But... The other part of this is I think that, well, it's a private school, so it doesn't have to follow the public school guidelines in that sense. But we do obviously fall back on public health. But I think that because we're going to be spending so much time outside and our numbers are going to be significantly like we're not having 350 kids straight out the go. Sure. I think that we're going to be able to run a five day a week program. With these kids, that's our goal. That's our hope. That's what we're trying to manifest, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> um, you know, it would just be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, with patios opening and 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 whatever, I kind of look and go, okay, this this seems to make sense. Like this model, because you can't learn all day long, just like when you're at work, it's not like you're sitting there madly typing all day long. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's, you take your breaks, you have to stop sometimes and socialize. And honestly, some of us come in on the weekend when no one's there just so we can get work done. Yeah. Cause there's some social creatures. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. really. <laughs> <laughs> right. But so, yeah. So we're, we're kind of looking and saying, okay, like let's, let's do it. Like our, our system or what we're kind of modeled our, our program after has been wildly successful in the UK, in Japan, in Scandinavian countries. And so while it's our first year of operating, we have all this beautiful data that shows that when a kiddo is engaged, when a kiddo is, is pursuing what they love, they learn deeper and better and retain it. So, um, It's not even like it's it's an experiment either, right? Like, we're looking going, no, actually, this works everywhere. We just haven't done it here yet. Yeah,
0: I love (laughs) that. Yeah. Well, I wish you all the best with it. Oh, uh, man, thanks. And to our teachers, we wish you all the best (laughs) because we know that this is a very stressful time, even Mm -hmm. though it's supposed to be summer when you all get the chance to take a breath and relax. I know there is not a lot of relaxing going on because there's so much uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And God bless the people who are trying to come up with the plan because... I would not want to be in your shoes. I know that there's there's critics everywhere. There's parents who want a certain thing. There's teachers who want a certain thing, and there are guidelines to follow. And I think that it's just wish you luck. That's <laughs> there's there's it seems like there's no right way, but there are a bazillion wrong ways.
1: Oh gosh, isn't that the truth?
0: <laughs> I wish everyone luck. I hope that you are able to to live your lives and get some semblance of what kids need in place. Thank you very much, Elizabeth, for joining me on the porch today. This has been an enlightening chat and I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see how the next few weeks and months roll out. And thank you so much for listening once again to Robin's Ramblings. We'll talk again soon.